Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Nalian Talks Anime, this time talking about Tokyo Revengers Episode 5, Releap. At the start of this episode, we are still in the present, and we see Takamichi going back to his old job at, at the bookstore, which I thought was like a DVD rental place, but I guess it was a bookstore the whole time, where he learns that he was fired. And for good reason, I personally think, he did kind of disappear with no sort of notice or warning for two weeks and then started coming back and asking for, you know, his his last bit of his paycheck. And this adds a bit more to the, the thoughts I had about how the two, I guess, quote-unquote timelines are kind of running in parallel in the way that when he goes back in the past and spends time in the past he loses that time in the present so the longer he's in the past the more he misses out in in the present and just the small scale effect of that is losing his job and i kind of would like to see if there's going to be some sort of dilemma that he's going to have to deal with with that whole thing happening where while he's in the past he's not doing anything in the present and life still goes on but at the same time i don't necessarily want to see it gone into too deep just because you know truthfully i want to see him and hina be happy takamichi goes back to naoto's place and does kind of say something that might have been influenced by the fact that he's losing his present time now uh because he asks naoto if he could just tell hina about him going to the past and like all of the events that are going to happen or just to tell her you know don't go to this place on this certain day or you'll die in hopes to save her uh but naoto says no and he'd be taking the easy way out because there's probably no way for her to believe him if only it was as easy as it was with naoto when takamichi told him at first and she would just be like i believe you and i won't be there at this certain time and then they can be happy and live happily ever after and you know and and the whole show right there call it good but now toad vetoes that whole idea because he doesn't believe that hino would believe him just because the only reason that naoto believed him in the first place was because naoto was really into the occult back then and now that the options of telling Hina about her upcoming death or talking to Mikey to figure out what exactly caused the Toman gang to change in, in the way that it did are crossed off and they can no longer take any of those of those routes, um, they start to look into the death of Draken and how or what could have caused it so that Takamichi might be able to do something to change it. Now, according to Naoto and the sources he has from both in the police and things that he was able to find online, Draken dies on August 3rd, 2005 in the parking lot of Musashi Shrine in Shibuya, where he was stabbed and died in his second year of middle school during a 50-member gang brawl. Apparently, this brawl was due to an internal conflict between the Mikey faction of the gang and the Draken faction of the gang. Now, obviously, that doesn't necessarily make sense, considering what we've seen of Mikey and Dragon so far. These two seem to be two best friends, not two different leaders of two different factions within the gang. And the fact that Mikey apparently changes after Draken dies also kind of puts evidence towards there is no internal conflict, because why would he change so much if one of his rivals were killed? Takamichi also realizes that these two are definitely not in some sort of internal conflict, and they 
realize that this whole event technically happens in two weeks, but in the past, since it's just kind of one moving forward timeline. Which now gives Takamichi two weeks to figure out exactly what happened and why Draken had to die and hopefully maybe try to stop it. And so, after coming up with their timeline and their goal for this time, Naoto and Takamichi shake hands and he's sent right back into the past where <laughs> he finds himself in a situation that he did not expect. Takamichi awakes back in the past to a woman in her underwear climbing on top of him and she simply says, no kissing. They seem to be in a karaoke room because the phone on the wall begins ringing and she walks over to it and asks for three more minutes. And Takamichi did the safe, smart thing to do and he got right out of that room while she was on the phone because she turns around and he's just gone. And now that he's out of that whole situation and back on the streets, he reveals to us that that did not happen in the past. So he has no clue who that is or what was just happening. So that means that when his previous selves, or I guess his past self, or really his younger self's consciousness takes back over, it's just as confused about situations as Takamichi is, because his two consciousnesses aren't really communicating about what their goals are to each other. They're just kind of waking up in situations without much prior knowledge about what's happening. It's possible that the younger Takamichi doesn't care for Hina like the older Takamichi does. And for whatever reason is getting with other girls and just not being a faithful good person. Which unfortunately tracks because as far as I'm aware, younger Takamichi was a bit of a punk. And then out on the street, recovering from the situation that he found himself, he's telling himself how he's going to have to definitely keep it a secret from Hina, because he doesn't necessarily even know what happened, and he can't exactly explain the situation either. And of course, as he's saying this to himself out loud, Hina happens to be right behind him and asks him what he's talking about. Even though she doesn't specifically know what he was talking about, she does still seem to be a little upset that she, he won't tell her what he was talking about. She does, however, almost instantly mention about how Takamichi keeps changing, and how in this exact moment, he seems to be back to the adult Takamichi. The version of Takamichi that's more kind and mature. Apparently when Takamichi isn't this version of Takamichi, to us it's the version with the future consciousness inside of it. He doesn't really talk to Hina at all, and in fact he's really cold to Tahina during school. Almost as if it seems like how she, she talked about it, like they're not actually together. She also mentions that the time that they were on the roof to watch the fireworks scene, which would be the last time that he was in the past where he accidentally shook hands with Naoto, after the consciousness swapped uh, from our perspective, once Takamichi's younger consciousness took back over, he just left them without saying a word and went home or something. This whole opening bit is really interesting to me because it shows the effects of his going into the past is having in the present with his personal life and how his time in the present might be affecting things in his past. Because as I mentioned earlier, when his younger consciousness takes back over, it has no idea 
what Takamichi has been doing for however long it's been. So in situations like that time the older Takamichi accidentally shook hands with Naoto on the rooftop, the younger Takamichi gains consciousness randomly on Hina's rooftop, surrounded by all these people he doesn't know, not knowing how long he's been out or what's going on. And truthfully, I don't think this will be the first time that we see young Tachimichi become anti-productive or counterproductive against the future Takamichi without knowing it. Because again, the younger Takamichi has no clue what's going on with with the future Takamichi's plans and with Hina and all this stuff. He's just thrown into it after losing consciousness for like days at a time. So I'm curious to see what other things will happen due to this dynamic that they have and if there will be any like significant things that will happen because of it or if they'll find a way to work through it and the past and the present Takamichi will work together in some way or if this will just be a bit of a plot hook that will just fizzle out eventually. During Takamichi's and Hina's talk however Takamichi eventually gets a call from Draken where he's being summoned to a gang meeting up at the shrine where Draken will eventually die. So Takamichi and Hina start walking up to the shrine and once again just like almost every episode has there's another really cute moment between Takamichi and Hina. And this time it's Hina just putting the moves on Takamichi talking about how wonderful it is to just spend time with him even if they're just watch or excuse me even if they're just walking through the streets talking about nothing which is probably something that she's been really missing out on if the younger Takamichi consciousness doesn't really give her any attention they eventually arrive to the shrine where draken had called them out to and we are reminded that this gang is a biker gang. The entire parking lot is full of these gang members revving their bikes, yelling, hooting and hollering, and just getting rowdy. Now apparently Takamichi wasn't supposed to bring Hina, so Draken calls over somebody named Emma to keep an eye on her slash protect her while the gang has their meeting. And wouldn't you know it, this Emma just so happens to be the girl who was on top of Takamichi when he came back to the past. And she instantly recognized him and mentions how he's a bit of a wussy since he's the one who got her down to her underwear and then just bailed. And of course, Hina is right there, so she obviously gets pretty pissed off and then cracks her neck cracks her knuckles, and then kicks the shit out of Takamichi and leaves. And a small interesting piece of information that we get about Emma, she was apparently doing that with Takamichi in an attempt to make Draken jealous. However, that doesn't seem to have had worked, or at least it hasn't shown to have worked yet. Then the meeting starts, and while Mikey is giving off a little bit of a speech, a couple of other guys walk up to Takamichi and start giving him a rough time because they're apparently pretty close in with Kiyomasa and since Takamichi was involved with the whole Kiyomasa going down thing, they kind of had a bone to pick with him. One of the guys who's given Takamichi a hard time is the captain of the 3rd division and goes by the name of Pa. 
Now, apparently, Pa's friend had gotten into a small conflict with the leader of another gang called Mobius. It apparently was a pretty stupid issue, but Mobius doesn't take things lightly, apparently. And it ended up with Pa's friend getting beat up, then having his girlfriend and his family also be beat and other bad things happen to them. Which, understandably, it's probably putting Pa in a really, really bad mood. And that whole situation with Mobius apparently is also part of the reason for the whole gang meeting happening currently. Mikey asks Pa what he wants to do about the whole situation with, with Mobius. What he wants to do is fight them. Get revenge. And when Mikey asks the entire gang if there's anybody there who doesn't want to go fight them, not a single voice is heard in the entire crowd. And that's when Mikey announces that what they're going to do is go fight Mobius. He even gives the date of August 3rd during the Musashi Festival, which is the exact date that Draken apparently dies. So what we know now is that there is almost a 0% possibility that Draken was killed due to an internal conflict between the members of the Tomen gang, and that it was actually probably part of this fight with Mobius. Why it seemed to have been covered up and pinned as an internal conflict, I don't know. But I hope we're going to find out because that is a really interesting thing to have had happened. So, since Takamichi's more recent goal is to make sure that Draken doesn't die and cause Mikey to change, he comes up with the idea to protect Draken, which makes sense. Uh, what doesn't make sense is how he decided to go about it, which was to go right up to Draken the next day and then ask to be his bodyguard. Like, Takamichi, come on. You already know that he's going to be the one protecting you. You're not much of a fighter at this point. I'm pretty surprised that he didn't just come up with the plan to like, tr go through some sort of training arc for the next couple of days. Or I guess it's two weeks. Yeah, a training arc for the next two weeks. So that way he can become quote-unquote strong enough to protect Draken and then just try to be near him during the fight coming up during the festival. So, of course, Draken denies his request and goes about his day. And I guess Takamichi decided to, like, stalk Draken for a day and try to find out if there really is some sort of internal conflict or anything going on. But instead, we see Draken meet up with Mikey at a restaurant. And, <laughs> and we see Mikey yelling at the waiter because his kids meal food didn't come with a little flag in it like it was advertised and draken just out of nowhere reaches into his coat takes out a little flag and sticks it in his food and mikey's face lights up problem solved and this is the first time we've seen mikey without just deadpan eyes like his eyes literally light up they're still gray but they're less lifeless. Then Mikey just falls asleep in the booth, forcing Draken to carry him to wherever they're going next. Draken does get a little upset that he has to carry this man, but he does it anyway, piggyback style, 
and he brings him all the way to the hospital. And at the hospital, it seems like they're there to see the girlfriend of Paz's friend. And she is in super rough shape. You can see her face is clearly beaten and bruised, and she's apparently been in a coma for about five days. Unfortunately, they happen to be there at the same time as her parents, and her parents instantly start going off on Mikey and Draken about how her how their daughter almost died due to the likes of trash like them, and how rowdy they are, and how much inconvenience that they cause for, for people, basically just getting super mad at them for being gangsters, and what they assume to be having an issue, or excuse me, to having something to do with their daughter's current uh, state, even though those two weren't directly involved. And I don't think even their gang was involved. Now, being yelled at like this does not seem to be Mikey's thing, because he instantly went dead eyes, looked right at them, and started to clap back. But Draken took Mikey's head and forced him into a bow, and then began apologizing to them. And this entire time, Mikey is struggling with Draken to stop bowing because Mikey doesn't believe that he should bow because he had nothing to do with it. But he does stop struggling eventually as the parents, especially the dad, begin to break down and cry about the whole situation. And then as his parents walk away, Draken tells Mikey, or I guess reminds Mikey that all the members of their gang all have families and people that they care about. So it's important that they don't do anything that would make those people cry. And that you don't have to bow your head. You just have to have a heart that cares for others. And this last couple of scenes, especially this scene in the hospital, really shows why Mikey changed after the death of Draken. Draken is what keeps Mikey grounded. He's the counterbalance to the potential hurricane that Mikey could become at any moment, but Draken keeps him down and in control. After hearing these words from Draken, even Mikey apologizes to Draken and says how glad he is to have Draken by his side. And truthfully, Takamichi puts the relationship between Mikey and Draken better than I was able to think of before he actually said it. What he says is Draken is Mikey's heart. He compensates for everything that Mikey lacks. Which in this case would be Mikey's empathy or I guess self-control. This day of stalking Draken to Takamichi confirms that there is no way that there is ever an internal conflict between the two. And that it has to be whatever happened with Mobius that ends up ending Draken's life. And that is where the episode ends. Thank you guys so much for listening. It really means a lot. I cannot put that correctly into words. Before we go here, I just wanted to make a quick announcement for those of you who are watching on YouTube. This video series, I guess, um, I'm kind of rebranding it as a podcast. And it is currently available on Spotify and iTunes right now. I'm still working on it. Uh, as far as getting to Google Podcast, but it's on Spotify and, and iTunes right now. So if you would prefer to listen to it as a solely audio thing in the car or whatever, it's it's there for you to, to listen under Nalian Talks Anime. If you're watching it on, or excuse me, if you're listening to this on Spotify or 
I guess, iTunes or anything like that, this podcast is also available on YouTube, where you can leave a like, comment, subscribe, and all that good stuff if you'd like. Again, thank you guys so much for watching or listening, and I'll see y'all in the next one.